We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Box trying to get down White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkey, and Dante. We have an amazing interview with our friends, the Foxies, this week on tour in Germany with Billy Idol. There's actually a great convo. I'm really excited to talk about that. But, gentlemen, just to start, I just want to say something. We're having this conversation off air. I think I need a break from the internet. I've been hating on everything. I'm fucking exhausted. I have to be completely honest. Dave, I know we, we you said you needed that break previously. Dante, I know you've taken a break, break previously. Kenny, you hate on everything. But I can't, I can't just enjoy anything. Yeah, I but can't. now you're getting on my vibe. The internet is filled with fucking cucks and cowards. Like, it's you just want- trash. What are you looking for, gold? I don't know. You want to know the perfect fucking example of how shitty people on the internet are? Oh, yeah. You just said, I took a break a few months ago. I'm on, I want to take another one before the year is over. I think I went three weeks. I just deactivated my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, and I deleted the app on my phone so that I couldn't like instinctively just fucking go to it when you're bored or sitting on a plane on a runway. It was the best fucking three weeks ever. I got so much more done. Um, I knocked out like two, almost three books. I wasn't like agitated by fucking strangers that (gasps) don't know and trolls. It was fucking awesome. Yep. That's but where that, I am right now. But listen, then I came back and it was like, where the fuck were you, pussy? Well, <laughs> like your life's falling apart. Like, well, like and it, it, it was just like, oh my God, this is exactly why I got away. But you almost have to put up with 10 times, 10x the shit when you come back. So it's almost not even worth it. Like, I think you're better off just leaving your stuff up and wow. just deleting them and just deleting them on your phone so you can't get to them then you are taking them down and having people be like oh what's, making what's, assumptions well yeah. it's like what what happened earlier was like people were just like walking me and my wife it was our three-year anniversary we went out to dinner night this amazing french restaurant in philadelphia called park it's unbelievable it was a great meal we're leaving the restaurant and i'm just seeing people walking around in certain clothes and instantaneously i was like look at these fucking hipster weirdos and she was like dude you need to chill like something's frying your brain like you are just on edge 24 7 and i was like you might be right like everybody would come on the screen she was watching bravo and i was like this fucking lady what the fuck oh, is her problem and she, and she was like dude bravo. you got you might need to chill like you're like hating on everything on a different level she's Hater. right i have i am like fully in hate mode right now i i think maybe i'm just tired of being propagandized to fucking hell Maybe that's my problem that everything I look at, I'm like, oh, there's a double political meaning behind that. I think you're uh, just born and raised in Philadelphia is what I think. (laughs) No, I, I, I exact, I know exactly what Colin's talking about. I going, okay. We'll start with what, with what Dante said. The last few times I've gone hunting, we've been in such remote places. Our cell phone doesn't even work. And after the initial jitters of not, you know, being able to access anything or anybody instantly got away from me. It was like the best feeling on earth. Um, but to your point, I know exactly what it, what you mean when you say you hate everybody. Like I've, I was there for a solid month this past summer where like people were calling me like, why are you so on edge lately? And I'm like, I just like, I'm sick of all of you. Like every yeah. last one of you, 
Well, I mean, it's like you always say, I'm the nice guy, I'm the pussy. Like, I'm not right now. I am like completely on one right now. Everybody that crosses my path, I'm instantly looking at you like, what do you really mean about that? I just don't trust anybody right now. I don't know why. And it's funny because the like the, the one thing that I was not hating on, and I just wanted to bring this up off top because I want to say to everybody, we were right. Everyone suck my dick. Armani White was the fucking truth. And I texted you guys about this last night. I am writing a blog about this. We were on Armani White, who has the number one song on TikTok right now and number one trending song in the world. A year and a half ago, a year and a half ago before anything was going on with him, this motherfucker was on the BET Awards last night with Nori performing. I want to just give it up for my man right now because he's. I texted him. I busted his balls because I said he looked like Big Bird. He was in a yellow jumpsuit from head to toe last night. Other than that, absolutely smashed it. So I just want to say we were right. Everyone else was late. That's what this fucking podcast is about, being right and being on time. Being And early. part of this podcast is also busting balls. You yep. say we as in anybody but you had anything to do with that. So pay yourself on the back, a little kid. Agreed. Well, I mean, Agreed. You were right. Well, fair yeah. enough. No, it's it's not that it's not that like I I I want to make this clear that I didn't say he was wrong. I just didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah, but I mean and now I he's a fucking he's a megastar, megastar yeah. right now. And I will say also like I didn't do shit in Armani's career. I just happened to know the guy from performing with him in Texas. Like he's just in the neighborhood. He's the fucking man, and I'm really proud of him. I really am. See, I'm not a full blown hater just on every human being that walks by me. You know what I mean? Like everyone who crosses my path, I instantaneously look at them, and that's not who I am. I think the internet is warping my fucking brain. I, I can't I can't explain it any better than that. Like I'm just exhausted right now of the internet. And we I think we all get like that. Like Kenny, does it even bother you anymore? Uh it doesn't bother me that I've become so negative towards almost everything I see on the internet. I, I mean, now all my shit is fucking just joke videos. It's just comedy. That's the only thing I'm on the internet for. If I'm looking for anything else, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Same kind of saying what you did. Uh, I was with my wife earlier, just driving to the store, getting into the uh, grocery store parking lot, and a lady was trying was waiting to cross the street in front of me, and I'm like, "Let's go, you fucking stupid bitch!" And she like was smiled and like waved and kind of jogged across the street, and I was like, "Oh well, now." You know, road rage is a, is a very real thing. I oh, if no. someone isn't. Like, and I'm the worst at it because if it, if I'm stopped at a stoplight, I'm automatically on my phone. So oh, everybody's oh, on that way too. I'm that way too. I'm that, I'm that guy, but I, I that hate guy. that guy too. Cause me if too. someone's in front of me and isn't going, I'm laying on the horn. Let's go. You fucking that dick. means me and Dave hate ourselves, which I think mm -hmm. might actually be true in this scenario. By the way, Dave, you posted a, a, a road. Uh, I was mad at this video, bro. Sydney Wells is a fucking animal. She's not rocking it out your car. Oh, she's a she's a pig. Oh, oh my God! If somebody snot rocketed out my car, I I would pull over, eject Osito, Fast and Furious two out the moonroof. You'd be out of my car instantaneously. Dude, I I her nose was so congested, <laughs> and I could just hear her like doing the like sniffles, uh. and I'm like, dude, blow your fucking nose, please, you're making me sick. She's she like, seems like an, she seems like an excellent human being, but that oh she's the best, yeah, she's great, and uh. I'm like, dude, just please just snot rocket out the car. And she did it. <laughs> I'm weird with cars. Like there's certain things in cars that like, I, I, if somebody puts their feet on my dashboard, I, oh, that's, I, that's, that's disrespect. Oh, yeah. dude, you can always find my wife's goddamn footprints all over the passenger <laughs> side dashboard of my fucking car. Oh, it's so grimy, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Dante, you're in Alabama. What's going on down there? I got a event with Brianna chicken Friday night down here. College, college party. 
Ooh. What's on the playlist? Uh, not stuff that you would be proud of me. For. <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> Just a lot of, a lot of TikTok, uh, rap. And do you have Mo stuff. Bamba by Sheck West on there? No, actually, that's isn't not, it Sheck West not, by or no? That's what are you thinking? Of, that song kind of faded out. Thank God. Yeah, after he did some wild. Did you see the video of him jumping his ex girlfriend's gate and like chasing her down and shit? No. Oh, yeah, Sheck West got, got in trouble. He, yeah, he's big time canceled. Big time canceled. Uh, but no, that's actually dope. Uh, is Mr. Beast going to be there? I saw she was with Mr. Beast today. Probably then. Um, I was not aware of that. Okay. Anything well, I should pass along to him? To Mr. Beast? Yeah. Give me money. That's <laughs> it. He has like billions of dollars. Give me money. That's all I care about. I just read an article that said he got offered a billion dollars for his brand and he turned it down. Wouldn't you just take that and leave? Like just disappear yeah, from the like earth. The way he, the way he's explained, the way he runs his shit, like he has a very like a hundred and eighty thousand dollar house. He drives a Tesla. That's the nicest thing he has. Like he doesn't live lavishly. He puts it all back into videos because he's a geek and he likes videos that much. Kenny, he, if I offered you a billion dollars for your brand right now, would you just take it and disappear from the earth? Me like a grand for my brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll pay you to do that. Everything I have in my bank account right now. Oh <laughs> my like god, three hundred bucks, I think. Oh, hold on, real quick. Uh, speaking of events dante this weekend me and you new york city barstool backstage john summit what's up dude saturday it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long one i hope you're prepared i am fully prepared what time do we need to be there uh probably around one or two i'm there dude uh it's gonna be great john summit amazing chicago based dj Mm -hmm. Blowing up one of the biggest names in the EDM world right now. Told a couple of my friends who are EDM people, and they were like, how the fuck did you pull that off? I don't know. Shout out to Brooklyn Mirage. By the way, Dante's long said one of the best venues in the country. They hit us up, put it together. Uh, I'm really excited for that. I'm actually excited to get back to New York, but Ravi was there over the weekend to see Turnstile. I hit him up, and he was like, dude, Brooklyn's weird. He said it's like basically a warehouse, and then it just turns into this amazing music venue. So I'm really, I'm really excited. I was trying to tell you about this. It's it's not like a warehouse. It's like four blocks of industrial like blocks that they bought years ago and they basically throw festivals there every weekend. It's fucking huge. They have multiple like venues within the venue. There's a whole food hall which is like the size of a mall. Jesus. Um, yeah, it, it's absolutely massive. It, it honestly feels like you're walking into a festival of grounds every time you go there. Um, they have their own wristband payment system, proprietary software. They have one of the best sound systems in the world. They book one of the heaviest lineups in the world every year. I mean, it's it's legit, man. The fact that we're partnering up with them to cover a bunch of shows now is a huge deal. Huge deal. Uh, I'm super, super stoked and excited, uh, especially, you know, this Saturday. It's going to be fucking awesome. Have you checked the weather by by chance? It's supposed to be nice this weekend. It's supposed to be like 70 degrees. Oh, so I'm excited. Yeah, awesome. yeah it's, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, anything I should know, do you guys know Summit personally, like from Chicago or anything like that? Dave, do you, have you ever bumped into him or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. But- Dante, how about you? Yeah, I've known him for a while. I had him at forward this summer. He he crushed. Bro, speaking man. of forward, you closed the season out with Dead Mouse. How was that? Absolutely ridiculous. 
absolutely ridiculous. Did you put the helmet on? No. He, the, he's not the, he's not the kind of guy that you even want to attempt that shit with. He's very like ornery and <laughs> Canadian. Yeah, he's kind of like Kenny if Kenny was a a DJ. He just, Yo, what would Kenny's helmet be instead he of a mouse? There and chain smokes the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh he's a Cronus. Doesn't want anyone near him. Doesn't want to talk to anybody. Kind of like this guy. Yeah, he's he's very uh he sounds like if Dave was an EDM DJ. No. Dave Dave would have fun. Dave Dave, I, I want to see would, Dave, I want to see you DJ one time. I I'd play the hits. <laughs> What would Dave's set be like, dude? It would be I would be booed off stage. Dave's been in Dave's been in a few DJ booths with me before. I want to see Dave's set be fucking shit wasted. <laughs> I would pay to see a Kenny DJ set. I would like for us all to have our own sets DJing. That's bro. I had the rain mixer. I had Serato. I did the whole shit. No shit. Yo. Kenny's Kenny's set would be like industrial fucking British well, punk I don't, music. I don't know if I told the story. I probably have told the story. It's been long enough. But uh, when I was uh, an engineer at a recording studio in Venice, uh, Samantha Ronson moved into the building. Yep. She didn't know shit about like Pro Tools and recording, and I did. And she's like, "I'll trade you DJ lessons for Pro Tools lessons." And so every night, like three a.m., because that's the way she works, we'd hang out for a few hours, smoke Marlboro Reds, drink whiskey, and she'd teach me how to DJ, and I sucked at it. No Kenny, can you fucking way? Kenny, yeah. can you do That's us a favor? A great story. You yeah. never told that story. Well, Kenny, yeah, can you deeper because that was the time that her and Lindsay Lohan were getting crazy with well, really Lindsay was getting crazy with her. And like I oh. went to Samantha's house, which is like next to the Chateau Marmont in Hollywood, fucking high-rise dope. Lindsay had bought the condo next door to her. Sick. Got crazy. Samantha moves to a house in Venice. Lindsay buys the house next door. Oh, so she pulled the Kanye. Oh, full up bricks coming through Samantha's window at night. We had to change the alarm code to the studio because Lindsay kept coming over. Did you get to meet Ooh. Lindsay Lohan? I've, I've, a couple of times. It wasn't ever like, hey, my name's Kenny. It was more like, <laughs> oh, yo, fucking Lindsay's here. Don't take cover. Damn, you, you're cooler than all of us. You know that. Dude, right? this, that's, you've never told that story. Really? And that is incredible. Yeah, you never told a story about Lindsay Lohan throwing bricks at people's windows. Yeah, all in Venice, and that was like 2009, like right when I was new to L.A. It was new. You've met Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff. Yeah, Duffy's a good friend of mine. That's fucking crazy. Why are you talking to us? <laughs> because I, don't think, be friends with I think one day I'm going to make money off this thing. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. There's a good enough reason. You're not going to make money off Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, speaking – oh, my God. I wanted to bring this up, too, because we're going to get into music news. Kenny, is your heart broken that you're once again not going to see Rage Against the Machine? You're, you're taking my, my list items, man. Oh, come on. Let's talk about it. Zach, Zach De La Roca tears his Achilles tendon. Yeah, they yeah. cancel the rest of their tour dates. You know, I've had tickets to the Oakland Raid show since 2019. Oh my my buddy put it the best way I posted about it. He goes, more like age against the machine. <laughs> Yo, I, I just, as soon as I saw that news, I instantly was like, damn, Kenny's going to kill himself. I think Kenny might actually kill himself. Dude, it's just like. Yo, get a fucking look at what Dave Dave Grohl did. I, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's like if he did the chair thing, would we be bummed? Probably. Would we be more stoked if he was running around like Zach De La Roca? Probably. Am I bummed either way? 
dude. It's been nine twenty nineteen. I bought tickets. It would time. be semi awkward to hear like political rage against machine machine shit while he's sitting in a wheelchair. Like that would be semi weird. Like he's all angry and, and angsty and shit, but he's just sitting. That'd be kind of weird. Their whole yeah, shit, though, like I'm a huge rage fan. Always will be. Die Hard, one of my favorite bands of all time. But like, like when the pandemic shit was happening and whatever about viewpoints. They followed every rule of the machine to a T and like those and this isn't that and vax only and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, rage against what fucking machine? Like, <laughs> You are the oh. machine, dog. Yeah. Dang, the closest I up. forgot was that Prophets of Rage tour. I was actually texting with Ross Mahoney the other day. Our homie. Because he texted me the cancellation. I was like, fuck. And he go, and I was like, well, I guess at least I got to see him in Prophets, but no Zach, that's not really rage. And Rossi was like, yeah, but that one time Aaron did freedom with them was the closest anyone got to rage in a couple of years because my boy Aaron is a crazy screamer. It was fucking heavy, but banging. Yeah, that sucks. Shouts out to everybody who can't go to fucking Rage Against the Machine because Zach Taylor worked with Torres Achilles tendon. Um, speaking of rage, Kanye West continues to lose his goddamn mind on the internet. This was probably the first time the, all my boys were texting me like, yo, what's up with your boy? And I was like, I don't know. I can't defend. Dude, he's just absolutely on one at this point. I genuinely think he might be losing a little bit. Shows up to his own fashion show with Candace Owens and matching White Lives Matter t-shirts. And uh, then went on to say that the head of Louis Vuitton killed Virgil Abloh. Dante, let's go to you. Thoughts on what's going on in Kanye's world? All right. So I have a a good friend of mine who is really close with Candace Owens and what? <laughs> yeah, that happened? yeah it's 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 through like my Nashville connects and Makes and sense. all that so I saw this I hit her up and was basically like your friends like what is up with your girl and show me a bunch of stuff I can't repeat on here about projects she is coming out that Kanye supported and all this Ooh. and they're supposedly like besties but here's my whole my whole thing on it people are so fucking pissed at Kanye this Vogue editor is like going off the Kardashians are going off Gigi Hadid who I I want to get started on those fucking girls because I still have no idea how the hell they're famous and I don't how, either. It's how they're modeled, how they're friends with all these other hot chicks. They're not hot. They're, Ooh. they're somehow they're models and I, I don't get it. It's but they're from Malibu. 100 percent Fucking wasn't wet. their mom wasn't their mom like a, a supermodel or something? Dude, or their dad had something to do with that industry? Fucking no. Their son's a musician making records and it's awful. Dude, <laughs> I just feel like there's there's this group of fucking people now that are like famous because we're told they're famous. Like, mm. oh, you got you, you got famous the because they're famous. Yes, Stup fucking stupid. But anyways, all these people are so bent out of shape about this Kanye and Candace Owens thing, and they're playing right into. Thank you. Movie. Yes, that's like, what they want. You, do you really think that they walked out of their house with those shirts on and were just like, oh, we're, yeah, we're just going to go to fashion show and, and <laughs> this and should be fine. No, they planned this out for probably weeks and were like, the internet is going to lose its shit. This is all people are going to talk about for fucking days and days and days. And 
they're at the point now where they are just they get off on trolling there are some people like i don't know if you when you were a kid you loved to instigate shit like you went through that phase where you just loved to like wreak havoc like yeah, that yeah. like yeah. that that meme of that little girl with like the fucking house on fire behind yeah. her like i think we all went through phases like that i definitely had one I think that they are in this phase right now where they just love to stir shit up and watch people fucking lose their minds because people are fucking psychos and pussies nowadays. And they just sit there and watch it fucking happen and cackle the whole time. And that's exactly what happened with us. Dave, you're so happy right Thank now. You. Dude, it, I've been saying this for fucking years to a T like I'm not saying whether I like or dislike the guy I couldn't care less about him I will say that but if people would just if that hate Donald Trump would just shut the fuck up about him he'd go away he falls in the exact same category it just gets off on the people on the on the hatred and the bickering that he's causing Yep. It's that just, exact meme with the girl looking at the fire, the house on fire. It bums me out because I don't care about Kanye's personal life. I never have. I just love his first six records. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I've been exhausted. We've been doing this show for like a year and a half now. I've been exhausted since we started the show. I just don't want to defend Kanye on bullshit anymore. It, I just want to sit there and listen to the first six records and not have that my friends text me and say, what's up with your boy? See, I don't know. Dante's right. Nobody should be exhausted from this because it doesn't matter. This is such garbage trash. I said it on, I think I said it on Twitter. I was like, yo, take Candace Owens, take Kanye and take the Kardashians, put them right in the trash can and take it down to the street. Don't like, are you, what are we fucking talking about? Are you fucking, I saw like I know. Kardashian put out this whole long thing. Like I don't usually take to social media for this stuff, but oh, blah, you don't blah, 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 Dude. fucking <laughs> like taking crazy pills. Oh, you don't. That's kind of what you do. That's kind of oh. your life. You just go on the internet and bitch about shit. Oh no. my God. Can, can I, can I fucking say one thing? to Colin? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I feel like since we've done this podcast, since I came aboard, We've done the full evolution. Like you were diehard fucking Kanye, and I was so sick of his shit. I thought his I thought his music sucked. And the more crazy he's got, the more you're kind of like getting worn out by him. And the more I'm I'm just like finding myself like defending this guy. And I can't like I can't explain it. What but... size shirt do you wear? <laughs> what size shirt do you wear? Uh, medium large. Why? Good. I'll send you my fucking Kanye shirts. You can wear them. No, dude, it's because I'm tired. I'm genuinely tired. I mean, uh, I was, dude, uh, a yo, the thing he put up today, where it was like, this is my response to people, uh, who are mad, and ask me why I wear a shirt that says "White Lives Matter," and it just says because they do. It's just like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. That's all the evidence you need that this guy is the fucking troll of all trolls. That, that's all you need to know. Have you seen Bro. recently that Caitlyn Jenner has been like saying gnarly shit about the trans community? And you're like, Caitlyn Jenner's the Candace Owens of the trans community. This is they're like, look, I found my one <laughs> it's about the swimmer chick, right? Into it. Who said, yo, who said that? It was all Kenny. the Fox News. She's That's on so can't so Caitlyn Jenner, just like Candace Owens, was on Fox News and leave it up to Fox News be like, look, people, see, 
we found one. <laughs> uh, I want to blow it. Was, it was about that swimmer. People. It was about uh, the swimmer. Dude, that I'm was trans and winning like the gold medals or whatever. I think I think that all people from news networks, both liberal and conservative, should all be thrown in jail for the shit they've done to our brains. Everyone sucks. I'm done. I want to blog this so bad, but it's not I gonna know, happen. I I know it'll, dude. I tried to blog, like somewhat jokingly, somewhat serious, defending Tom Brady yesterday. Remember my my Giselle rant last week before, <laughs> before the divorce got announced. I was gonna put that into word form, and I got the title of it done. And Nate and Hubs both separately texted me and were like, "Uh, what is that title?" <laughs> <laughs> what was the title? They what was like, the title? They were like, "Please don't blog that. I'll read it. I'll read it to you." Uh, oh my god! The Tom good. Brady memes have been fucking unbelievable. See, the title was, <laughs> and and this is this is legit. Dave can verify it because he can go in the back end. An open letter to Giselle and tyrannical women everywhere on behalf of Tom Brady and confused men everywhere. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and it was basically gonna say make up your fucking mind like do you want men to support you and be breadwinners and successful or do you want fucking like lazy stay-at-home dads like kenny who fucking take care of the kids watch their wives go out no that's, that's not what they want they want everything the fucking I, dude, Tom Brady memes that I've seen have been so good where like his profile says family and football and then next slide it just says football, football. Or, like there was a letter from Giselle to, to Tom or like to the news station be like it was all started when we when we moved to Tampa Bay and he started cutting the sleeves off his shirt and drinking Thor's Light that one, yeah. was, that one was good I saw that the, the thing that I'm like really getting pissed off about are the people that don't follow football at all, don't know anything other than he, you know, he's won all these Super Bowls and shit that are seeing these headlines and chiming in like, what a horrible father, what a horrible husband. Like, dude, there is not a better fucking dad like around right now. This guy, me in. Dante, what's the, what's the logo on your shirt say? You slob his knob, dude. It's okay. You can admit Listen, it. like, this drives people nuts, too, but I've always said this about him. Like, LeBron James, for all his faults, has never gotten trouble off the court, never been yeah. arrested, never drunk-drived drunk or drunk-driven, uh, never beat his wife up, never beat his kids up. All these things that all these athletes in all these sports are guilty <laughs> of, like you can say the same thing about Tom Brady, and he's just an exemplary fucking person. He off season, he's always with his kids, he's always with his wife. Uh, it, it's just like, it, like, what do you fucking want from the guy? Look, like, the guy obviously loves his kids. He kisses them on the mouth and, all the and, time. <laughs> 99.9% .9 of the world grew up with, I mean, I shouldn't put the number like that. Most people work until they're like 60, 65, 70 years old before they retire. We're all going to work he's till we're gonna, dead. He's not going to play that much longer. He's 45. 
Great this has been game. a lifetime's worth of work, you know? He's got all the time in the world in front of him. I want to see Tom Brady fight Adam Levine. <laughs> Yo, uh, Adam Levine. Brady would win. Brady would win. Of course he would. Are you kidding me? Of course he would. With all with all Adam Levine's jail tattoos? Adam really Levine has lose? fresh ink dripping from his belly. That fucking loser. <laughs> he is a loser, dude. Um, no, I don't know. I the, the, the Philly in me can't accept that Tom Brady is a decent human because I have to hate him. It's in my blood. But I don't know. It's all corny to me. It's all it's all stupid. Um, but that's a great headline, Dante. That I would love to read that open letter. It's so sad that we can't be like even attempt humor anymore in this I world. Mean, come on, you who can't wants to be funny anymore? Care. No, you can't because you care. When you stop caring, you can say anything you want. I hate when you do that. No, Ooh. not when you have people that approve what you say or not. Exactly. Yeah. Well. You know, why don't you go in and edit SpongeBob to have him say these things, Kenny? See, that's not, I'm not making the writings there, man. I don't write. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Exactly. If Colin just bodied Kenny, I just bodied what Kenny. Idea. What an idea. Yeah, Kenny, why don't you go in? If you don't care enough, go into the back end and change SpongeBob's his fucking face. If you heard, because I have all the recording sessions where they do lines and then they banter, they talk to me. If you heard the in-between banter that these people say between, they'd all be fucking canceled. It's incredible. <laughs> they are us. I just think just SpongeBob in the back end has been like, uh, oh, dude, women like can't drive. Shove like, a dildo in his ass. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny okay. really doesn't care. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, before we go into the interview, let's let's real quick uh, talk about what the fuck we've been listening to. And I put this out this week. Uh, the new Freddie Gibbs, Gibbs album was incredible. Uh, I may be the only one here who listened to it, but I really thought it was awesome. He used three different, or he usually does albums with just specific producers. He used ten different producers on this record, including the Alchemist, Kate Trinata, Mad Lib, all the big hitters. Record was incredible. Love them. Uh, the other record I want to talk about was uh, Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven by Tyler Childers. Now, this has been a big talk in the Barstool community because I know Chief loves Tyler Childers. I know Chaps loves Tyler Childers, and they both wrote blogs about it. But it's really cool, and I don't know if you guys have checked this out yet. Tyler is like kind of like one of those Americana country artists who continually keeps to do weirder and weirder shit with every record that he drops. He dropped a new album with three different versions of the same album. So nine songs. It was a 27-song album where... Each version was different. One was a gospel album, one was a country album, and one was a lo-fi album that felt like Mac DeMarco, which was I thought was really it was, cool. it was super weird and it was super cool, I thought. But it, his fans online, a lot of the country fans were bitching that it wasn't just the same old shit over and over and over again. And I'm like, it was like, though. You had that for a third of the album. That's what I'm saying. You got that, but you got different shit too. I think Tyler's fucking awesome. I think a lot of people got mad at Tyler because he did, he did a political album on the opposite side of what a lot of country fans are. The album before with uh, Long and Violent History was the name of the record. And I think that was like, the people who were complaining are just hypocritical dickheads. And I think that's generally what it is. But I thought it was an outstanding. Disagree. You disagree? I think you need to think about his audience. And yeah. no offense here, but I don't think we're working with... Uh, the sharpest tools in the shed. Not a full deck over here, right? And I think those that demographic wants what you just said. They want a nice put-together package. They want the same shit, recycled, new sound, tweaked, and they want 12 songs 
that they can hit play and listen to in their car or on their tractor. Now, I, Kenny, I want to pose this to you. How I thought it was fucking awesome that he released these different versions because I know just in the garbage I've produced, when you're working on something, you have multiple versions of stuff, right? You have like an A version, a B version, one, two, three, um, like iterations of it. And I know in the creative process, sometimes you have two or three versions of the same song that are like, fuck, these both are so good. Like, we got to make a decision. Which one is it? I think this is an awesome, awesome fucking way to kind of put all that out there um and not just satisfy fucking everybody but put stuff out there that usually doesn't see the light of day and, and get scrapped um and probably wouldn't see the light of day until you know you passed away like you know tom petty and you know that wildflowers package that came out last year with you know like the 80 alternate versions of you know the records on that album yeah, I mean, I, I'm 50-50 on that. I don't really knock it at all. I think it's it it can be tight. There's a part of me that's like, pick one, you fucking coward. Uh, <laughs> at the same, but also like one of my favorite things, kind of like what you're saying, is when you fall in love with a song and then somehow you stumble upon the demo. And yes. then see where it went from in the demo writing process to where it got finished. So I, I support it and I don't at the same time. I don't know how that works, but. Way to sit on a fence, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. No comment. Yeah, I, I, I dug the album, and I, I also just love Tyler, so I just kind of like side with whatever he's. Gonna I mean, do. like Colin, you've sent me. I think you're on version three of that single. Now. You guys are working on, and I've. I mean, you probably don't notice it because you're in the studio every day, and you know, working on it every day, you don't really notice the jumps. But when you've sent me these different versions, I can see where. You guys have made these big, these big jumps. And I, I love the first version you sent me. I would have like, if you released that, I would have been like, this is fucking, this is a fucking banger. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And you know, I'm big on, I release my, my phone, my phone demos on Spotify. Cause I love that process of seeing where things start and where they end. Um, I like the intentionality of the product project of saying, I like this, I like this, and I like this. I couldn't make up my mind here. Or even if I did make up my mind, I wanted to say, here's three different versions of the same song. If you got the juice to do that, do it. That's the way I feel, especially in today's day and age. Fucking go for it. That's that's how I view it. Here's an interesting thought, though, when you want to get into the business side of it, and I've read a lot about this and have had it happen to myself, where you jeopardize the stream count. Mm. On, yeah, yeah, that's what I was just wondering. Yeah, you'll just so we did the same thing where we had um in fitness, we had a song called Matter of Time that was doing well. And a couple of the radio stations were like, Man, we wish we had drums in this song, and then we'd play it. So we had Matthew Coma do a version of of Matter of Time, but we were battling internally, like, is it gonna take away from what's already rocket shipping all up, or is it gonna just add to the it's a weird balance? Yeah, I mean that, that's that's part of the conversation. I would love to hear that Matthew Kuma version. Is that online? Hi, baby. Shit. All right, I'm gonna get. 
I'm going to give a stream there. Uh, Dante, Dave, Kenny, anything that we've been listening to? Kenny, let's start with you. Anything you've been listening Dude, to? For the first time ever, I have multiples that I have found recently. Whoa. Um, my boy AWOL, AWOL Nation, put out a new song last Friday called Freaking Me Out. Those fucking guitar tones, man. God damn it. They're so good. They're fucking, they're the heaviest guitar tones on earth. Single note, just craziness. Uh, what else did I write down? Jamie XX put out a new song called Kill Them, which was sick. They played the bowl the other night. I didn't go, but I saw the videos and fuck, I wish I went. Uh, speaking of Matthew Coma, this song's maybe a month old now, but I like to hide in the bathroom at parties. Is mm -hmm, a I heard that. Great mm -hmm. song. That dude, the way he sticks melodies in the strangest rhythms is, is unbelievable. And then the last one, my, one of my favorite bands, LCD Sound System, put out a new song called New Body Roomba. That's fucking incredible. Of course, my favorite. And you just and Jamie XX. I fucking love the XX. Yeah, I love LCD. Uh, I mean, great fucking, great fucking calls on on all those. Good job, Kenny. You got new music. I'm proud of you. I found some shit. Found I'm not that. Shit. You know, I'm not that hater. I was like, I do find shit that I like, but like most of the times I don't. It just is what it is. I respect that. Uh, Dave, anything for you, buddy? Uh, artist called Big Wild. Okay. Uh, Camp, who I haven't listened to in fucking yeah. long time. Someone sent it awesome. to me on Twitter today. And I was like, "Fuck, dude, I haven't listened to them in forever." Uh, and then, uh, the Rogan episode with Mark Zuckerberg. If you want to get freaked out, nice, nice. Yeah, talking about like, AI and shit. Don't listen. It yeah, really dude. How about the out. Tesla bot? It's, it's from like a month ago, and it, yeah, it's, it's like a month old. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fucking terrifying. It's pretty fucking scary. He's a scary dude. guy. Dave, did you did you find that conversation weird how Rogan talked to him like they have talked for years and years and years and he wasn't very like inquisitive uh on stuff. It wasn't like any of that was new to him. Like usually he has these guys on and Yeah, he's, right. He's super, you know, like wait, wait, wait. Explain that. Explain that. Yeah, like, he's very curious, uh, but he's not an expert. Yes, Zuckerberg just talked and talked about all this shit, and and Rogan was just like, "Oh yeah, uh, yup, yup, yup." It it was it was really fucking strange to me. Can I say I, that fucking? Everybody knows that he's a fucking geek, but Jesus Christ, listening to Zuckerberg talk, are you fucking oh, nerd. The, work, the fucking work. Can you imagine working for that guy? Oh, I could see oh. him being a huge fuckface. Oh, oh, the biggest yeah. fuckface, right? Fuckface for sure. But super interesting. I don't want to go deep into it, but just talking about like getting past things like FaceTime screen to screen and going <laughs> hologram stuff. Dude, but when he was talking about that part, I was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah, of course. The wave glass is gonna be. I mean, it's like what you see in the Avengers and shit. You're like, fuck, that's real. That's gonna be nutty. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust that guy as far as I can throw. No, I, but at the same time, I don't. I don't like it. He's like, like do you like surfing? Do you like surfing and and wave foiling? You're like, bro. I love the way they started that episode there, where Rogan was just like, "Let me see the way you drink water," because it seems like when I've seen you drink water, it's kind of <laughs> fucked up. And he did it, and he's like, "Yep, that's weird, hundred uh, percent." Dante, finish us off. What have you been listening to? I know it's not new, but that Steve Lacey album, I'm I'm still hooked on. So fucking good. Gemini uh, Rights is a great record. It's awesome, man. Uh, Bad Habit is such a good song. Might be one of the songs of the year. Yeah. And agreed. this, I want to make sure I get his last name right. 
found him last night and really love this song. Song is called Tripping on Air, Tripping Over Air. It's by Aiden Bissett. Kind of a, I pulled up his Spotify, kind of looks like a squeezer, like a Harry Styles wannabe, but song's awesome. Dro- drops a bunch of F-bombs. It's just a really good alt-rock, pop-rock song. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a crossover hit. Can we talk about squeezer real quick? Because I've been seeing that word getting thrown around a lot. Yeah. What is the connotation behind squeezer? It's, I don't think it's appropriate for this show. You can listen. Shut the fuck up and just say it. (laughs) You can say it again. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Just say it. I don't know if this is true or not, but based on a friend with a lot of knowledge in the subject, he said that it's a person who squeezes their dick so hard that it turns purple and then they bang it on a dresser. Or so our table or something hard. Yo, I like it. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know I was a squeezer, dude. That's banging. I never knew what it was called. I thought I'd just been doing that for years for no reason. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. We're all squeezers, bro. Uh, all right. Well, that was uh, what the fuck we've been listening to. We're going to go into on the list, off the list when we get out of this. But real quick, let's go into our interview with our new friends, the Foxies. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the guest list this week, they just released a new album called Who Are You Now? Who Were You Then? They are on tour in Europe right now. We have the Foxies on the podcast. How you doing, guys? Yeah. What's good? We're just, we're just discussing the fact that they are just casually in Germany opening up for Billy Idol on tour. How the fuck did that happen? Dude, our manager is just basically a magician. So we did like He's a magician. we did like five or six dates with him in America last summer. Um, and we thought that we might do something with him in Europe uh, in the spring. Um, but he had to get, he had to postpone his tour for some health stuff. Mm. Um, I rebooked it for the fall. They asked us to just jump on with Germany and we were like, that's kind of random, but kind of awesome. We so, found out a, a, a month ago. You're uh, eight hours ahead. Did you guys already play tonight? We yeah, did, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're in the goddamn future right now. This is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we're yeah, looking at the past. It's, it's tomorrow for us. It is 100% tomorrow. Now I'm just waiting for Billy Idol to casually walk behind you. Oh, like, see if he gets oh, off stage. Yeah, like in uh, The Wedding Singer. I when just he watched pop Singer. It was on TV like two, three days ago. Oh, I'm like, good. I'm interviewing the band that's with him like three days from now. It was on Saturday morning, I think it was. Yeah. It's the oh. most watchable movie ever, but when he pops out, he's like, who's talking shit about Billy? <laughs> yeah. it's, so, it's so good. No yeah. one talks to Billy that way. Yeah, uh-huh. no one. To, that's what it is. No one talks to Billy that way. That song is so yeah. good, too. It's so get good. on my way, Billy. It's I don't... very cool. <laughs> I, I legit have tried and in my head wanted to say that to him in the hallway. You better, you, better, you better get out of my way, Billy Idol. You better get out of my way. And then Jake should pop up like, you don't talk to Billy Idol that way. <laughs> we just had a recent experience of throwing a quote at somebody. We just had Ice Cube, and I got to yell his, his quotes from fucking 21 Jump Street at him to his face, and he was cool with it, too. So give it a oh, try. that's dope. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we'll see, we'll see a, like a highlight <laughs> later this week on Twitter, like band thrown off tour for insulting Billy Idol by yelling <laughs> his lines from his movie at him. God. Really That'd be, that'd, be, that'd be crazy. Needless to say, we don't he press is good press. And he presses good press, dude. Uh, speaking of press, let's talk about the new album. You guys did a great job. Album spectacular. First thing I wanted to ask about it, though, is I know you guys, I read about this. You cut it in Nashville and L.A. Like, how did the record come together? We cut it in many, uh, Nashville, L.A. Was there another place that we 
recorded anything? Well, I feel like we were. There was definitely there were definitely portions of it recorded in Phoenix because mm-hmm. we had some co-produced. It was like it was very much. We didn't make a quarantine album no. about quarantine, but we made an album when we couldn't really yeah. hang with people. Mm-hmm. So there probably... he was in Philly. I was in Charlotte, yeah. and we had all these different writing sessions. We had just gotten a publishing deal at the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic. With whom? It kind of forced us, you know, to like create and write. And that's all we could do. And we were very thankful for it because not only were we able to create new music, but we were able to find out who we were as artists and as a band. Um, and it created this album. And it's just a it's a nice little melting pot of little places, you know. Who did you guys sign a pub deal with? Who are the producers? Give me some shout outs, some writers. Yeah. So Roundhill Music is the publishing company. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I'm trying to Andrew Petrov. Yeah, there, there's a long list of producers. Julian Dente. Andrew Petrov, Julian Dente. Dan Ag. Dan Ag. The gifted. The gifted. James Berrien and Lewis Castle. Uh, Alex and Sean Silverman. Stephen Patrick Wilson. Stephen Patrick. There are done. You know, for an album cut by so many people, it feels very much in a pocket, though. Like I feel like you guys had a really good working relationship between what you guys wanted and what you got out of the producers as well. Dude, we, love, it I definitely so much. It comes from like many. Uh, I mean, first off, we've been writing with each other for years and playing mm-hmm. with each other for years, but the songs go through different forms. So they where they started as those demos, and then you know some of the finished product. It definitely makes it through the foxy sound. Yeah. Um, and then we live with it together for a while before we go in and really track it. So we speak so much. We self-produced a pretty large portion of, of most of the songs. So whether it was whether we finished it ourselves or whether it made its way to somebody else on the back end, the three of us were in the studio together pretty much without anybody else, at least yeah. for a day on each song. Um, so I'm glad that it feels that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, also, I, sorry, say, I always tell so many people, I work with a lot of up and coming bands and I, I try to tell them all the time write with as many people as you can as many producers as you can and if you already know what your sound is there will be a through line there just naturally on its own but find your find out what my my mentor always told me you don't know you went far enough until you went too far and Mm -hmm. you gotta pull it back a little bit so i like that i respect that yeah i think we did that well it's also too just like constantly creating and finding what you like and finding what you don't like and very quickly you will know what feels right to you as an artist and especially when you get to play the songs live which mm. most of the new songs we are able to play on this tour now um and it's kind of the first time that we've played a lot of the new tracks because That's it's really best. yeah yeah and it just feels <laughs> really nice is it weird to have because i know like from my perspective i'm a songwriter kenny's a songwriter like i like to take material on the road before we release it just to gauge some like i don't know some reaction from the crowd to see what's really hitting but you guys did a lot of this Um, in quarantine like are you finding out things about the songs now that you didn't realize when you were recording well uh, i would say we did test a lot of it out we have a pretty good discord community Mm -hmm. um so we utilize discord and song space to figure out what songs they were listening to what songs they skipped Mm -hmm. and what songs parts of the songs it tells you like full data of like which section they, you know, when they leave the song and stuff like that. So it's a really cool uh, tool that we use, but yeah, with COVID, we really couldn't play the music out. Um, but we did have to set, set do what 30 or 40 songs. We yeah. had like 35 songs maybe wow. that this was cut down from. So that's great. There's still some that we're just sitting on that we're like, I really hope we re- revisit that, you know? 
I really love the new Discord community effort that people are doing. I'm seeing it being really successful for a lot of people. It's really cool. Except yeah. for Congos. It never yeah, I was just ever. about to say. <laughs> I don't I don't get the Discord community. I'm I'm trying so hard to learn it. And I'm like, what do I need to do? And I just I I I'm bad at it. I'll, I'll say this. I use it almost every single day. And I have since quarantine started. I have no idea what it is at this point. It's like <laughs> it's like the sub internet. It's such a weird place, but it like gets your name out there. And it's it's huge, so you might as well use it because it's at your disposal, you know? Yeah. I mean, realistically, right. it's not even about you as the user or you as the band. It's about your community and the right. people that are there. Yeah. It really started with video gamers yeah. and, mm -hmm. and streamers in general um, to build a community that could talk amongst themselves. So it's not even about self-promotion in that way. It's just kind of really to get to know the people that are, you know, following you and and, and being able to chat with them and also letting them chat with themselves. Like we have a really nice spot where they can um, meet up for shows and, mm -hmm. and talk about like who wants a carpool together if they're ever coming yeah. to local shows and people travel and, and they'll be like, Hey, I'm traveling from here. Let's meet up. And it's really cool to see that happen. So do you remember back in 2001 when we used to have street teams? No, oh, yes, we're not old, Kenny. Oh yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. I literally used to make MySpace street teams right. for that we would go to. I would make them months in advance and I would blast them all the time. Say, we're coming to your city. And I pretend as if I were like someone in that local area, but I was legit from some other city. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait, 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 explain this a little more in depth because I don't think Colin or I have any clue what you guys are talking about. I know what no? they're talking about, but I never experienced it, dude. All right, David. Back in the day before a lot of the internet stuff was around, you bands used to create street teams, like email lists, like a group of people. So, like a Miller Lite street team girl? <laughs> huh? No, I'm, I'm serious with that. Like you go around and promote in person instead of just doing it from your couch on the internet. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. kind of like okay. just with music. Yeah, you, know, you would get a group of fans who love your music in each city, and you'd be like, hey, will you go put flyers out? Will you go do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are your okay. people. But now with Discord... Like I see the Congos in there. They're like, hey, somebody remove the background of this image and put this in there and we're going to make it a T-shirt with like that. Boom, it's done. And it's just a really cool way to get things. Is done. our street team. What yeah. besides, besides street teams, what are like other relics of the past that like like we used to do back in the day, but don't exist anymore because of the Internet. And one of them that I think about is like, remember going to Guitar Center and there would always be like the fucking cork board at the front oh, yeah. where you did oh. like, yeah, we need That's a bass player. That's how I started my first band. What? Well, let's hear it. I'm serious. I was I was 13 and I was looking at my dad and I was like, Dad, I want to start a band because my dad was in the band for the longest time. And he was like, All right, how about you make a flyer and I'll help you post them up at guitar centers? And I was oh, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I was 13 years old. My bassist was 18. And my drummer was 16. And then we had a guitarist that was like 24. And it was, they all felt very weird being in a band with me. But um, needless <laughs> to say, it didn't last. It was, we, you know, we played like two songs every rehearsal and it was Fly Leaves Fully Alive and <laughs> Face Down by Red Jumpsuit. And then we'd just yep. go and eat pizza. And then we'd be done. But at least they weren't forty-year-old men. <laughs> exactly. And it oh, teaches shit. you to hustle. It te it taught yeah. me to hustle and to try to get what I, you know, desired. And found a band from Guitar Center Corkboards. I legit played in a cover band with forty-year-old men. So it's so funny <laughs> you said that. 
I was like, I was in my what freshman year of college and I wanted to join a cover band and these guys were really successful. I took their name off of one of those things, gave them a call and literally played a gig with them like two days later. And I played with them for like five years. What? It was, it was really good. It was just money that it would, they're older guys who love to play music. Yeah. They played everything and anything under the sun. Um, we had big shows, small shows, but it was just really easy money for me. So and I was like, whatever. Fat, one sum as big as your head. It helped, it helped <laughs> me in college, you know, just to like keep playing and it just helped you shed. Or off the tab. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like nowadays, if you're still doing that, that's like just like a gateway into like the creepiest realms of the world. Like if you're still I mean, doing did you corporate... guys watch Dahmer? That's I was just going to say, that's, that's, that's a Jeffrey Dahmer. He lured a lot of the people he murdered into his <laughs> apartment in Milwaukee. That guitar center for Oh, the corkboard killer is going to be a Netflix documentary in like five. That's years. a great name for a band. So Kenny has a Kenny has a running yes. list. Kenny has a running list of band names that he has been compiling for like ten years. I got a you, new one. Do you guys last have one, it too? The last one I put yeah. in Indian butt cheek. <laughs> I think I was watching Prey, that movie Predator. <laughs> Dang, you must be doing ska bands. I have <laughs> really the last one I have, the Queen's Busted Corpse. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with that? That's you? dark and I love it. Oh, this list, I showed it to, it's like... Holy man, shit. It's been going for a Yeah, and half those, half those you can't even read out loud. Oh, they're cancelable. All of them are cancelable. Yeah. We've yeah. tried to do oh. this on the podcast before and I wind up editing it out every single time. Yeah, Land, Land Shrimp is still my favorite. Land Shrimp is by far still the best one. Uh, speaking of yeah. names, I, I wanted to bring this up as kind of a segue. My yeah. band's name is Foxtrot and the Get Down. If you yeah. understood how many fucking times I've Googled my name, my band's name, or gone on Spotify, and your band pops up too, we have to have a battle royale and fight for the Fox name. We have to do it. Okay, so where are we going to do this I and know, when? I know well, I'm in, are you from Philadelphia? One of you guys said you're in Philly. Yeah, well, you, you sound like you're from either Philly or Jersey out the ass, bro. I'm where from Northeast you? Philadelphia, and we will square okay. up in Fishtown, dude. Come oh, on. fuck yeah. Where, where, wait, where in Fishtown do you say you're from? I'm from Northeast Philly. I'm from Parkwood, far northeast near the Northeast Airport, but I live in Roxbury now. Oh, fuck yeah. Wait, Roxbury. Dude, I'm from, like, Manion. That's where I live. I live on Ripka Street. Oh shit! Yeah, no, it's coming out now. I can hear it in my voice. But, yeah, right. yeah, we're gonna fight. Cool. This is gonna be banging. I'm bringing bricks. This is gonna be sick. Uh, but no, the other thing I want to talk about is because I know you guys. One from googling my own band's name, but two, you guys had a moment last year. Timothy Chalamet. Have you guys oh, had the yeah. opportunity to like actually like have any discord with him or like thank him for the fact that you used his name and then now that song well, has done amazing things? So basically, he hit me up on Instagram right after. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god, I was gonna say, fuck, that's sick. Oh, can we see? We, yeah. we really wish. Uh, yeah. We haven't heard anything. From I him. feel like he's probably heard it, but I, we don't know. We have no no contact from him. Yeah. <laughs> What's I mean, this? No, after you, after you. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, we're if he's heard our song, hopefully it sticks in his dreams and he's listening to it all the time. <laughs> and that's that's if that's it, then that's it, and that's okay. Well, what's the story about how that song kind of took off? Was that a TikTok thing? Um, yeah, ultimately, it was. Yeah. yeah. So basically, we were writing with Sean Silverman um, and Jordan Top, who is 
Windsor. He's known as Windsor. That's my we have, Yeah, we have Windsor on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Windsor wrote Timothy Chalamet. Summer never dies. Summer never dies. And okay. he's, he's fucking crushing it right now. Yeah. He's it's it, all coming full circle now. He's amazing. We love working um, with him. Kenny. Kind of yeah. discovered him. Can you go ahead and brag? Well, I used to work with him back when he was in a band called Mainland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He is he is such a sweet human, and him and Sean Silverman work a lot together. Um, and we were it was like I think it was like December of 2019. Yeah. We were in Sean's apartment and Jordan comes up and he's like, I got this long list of song titles and it's uh, how blah, 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 Timothy Chalamet. And I was like, bro, Timothy Chalamet. I had a dream about him the other night. It's perfect. So we decided to write a song. Kind, of, It's not about Timothy more. So it's just kind of like an ode to him. Um, his name is very percussive. So if you sing it at all, it's just like Timothy Chalamet, you can say anything, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it works and the song and, is great. Um, but I, the, my, I've just been wondering recently, like when you write in like a song with someone's name in it like that, they have to get like, we were just talking before we got on a good buddy of the podcast is Armani white who did Billie Eilish and yeah. the song eventually got back to her. And I was just wondering, like, that's gotta be kind of weird to like actually hear your name be the hook of a song. Like even as famous as he is, like I want the moment to happen where you guys get to stand in a room together and like look at each other and be like, hey, thank you for having that name, dude. I appreciate that. Yo, who was that band that had the song featuring Mark Hoppus? That Mark That's Hoppus exactly Hoppus. what I was just about. It's blanking on me too. Oh, it's oh. Robbie Fox's. Robbie Fox loves that band. It's what uh, a great idea. The song's called Featuring uh, Mark Hoppus. Oh, Hot, Mo- Hot Mulligan. Hot Mulligan. Uh, they they put this song out called Featuring Mark Hoppus and it wasn't featuring Mark Hoppus. Oh, that is so smart. That's cool. Damn, who should we do, guys? Like, uh, like, who should we like just put in a fucking song and William just see whether or not we can get there? Th- What'd you say? William H. Macy. <laughs> William H. Macy. And that's the most random name drop I've ever heard. Yeah. Literally the most random name. All right, well, I guess I got to do it now. Let's do it. It's happening. So it's like, the funny part is you don't even need to actually write it as in a feature. It would be the name is feature and then that. Because yeah. then you're like, well, it's not actually. I'm not saying that you're featured right. in here. That's the name of the song. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's that's the catch twenty two. That's the little what what yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? It's something legal loophole. I mean, yeah, loophole. Yeah, it's a loophole, yeah, the right. loophole. Yeah, the legal loops. Kenny, yeah. should I do? Should I just write a song called Billy Corgan and see what happens? Oh, yes. please do. That'd be so incredible. I, I ran into Billy at the movie theater randomly. All right, <laughs> you gotta go? tell this. You, you gotta, gotta tell, tell the, the whole story. story. I mean, I don't really remember the whole. St- I mean, I just I mean, I go to the movies a lot. He loves movies. I, I literally love to just go there, you know, and see anything, any shit film, whatever. And I just leave and I talk about it. But um, I was leaving the theater to go get a drink and I see this dude. I mean, he was dressed to the nine like Billy Corgan would, you know, like, is he wearing a tunic? Like a, like a very actually, long one. Yep. Yeah, he was wearing his tunic and <laughs> it was clearly, I mean, he had a hat on, he was trying to be discreet, but the whole outfit and i was like was painted <laughs> yeah, i was like all right dude so i literally went up to him and i was like hey thank you so much for all your work and um yeah he didn't say anything back that oh. sounds like bill <laughs> you're he, the first person on this podcast to ever tell a story about billy corgan where it didn't end with him either yelling at them or beating the shit out yeah, or kicking yeah. up on the ground okay that's good though that's good that's yeah really good. Now, i mean i think he's turned over a new leap maybe he got it because he owns like the he owns like a part of a wrestling federation so yes mm-hmm. he's yeah. big into oh. that shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, how many how many billy corgan stories do you think we have at this point oh at least 10 
I, yeah. I was going to say a dozen, like yeah, so many. They just have little ancillary stories about him where they run into him at the movies or the grocery <laughs> store or wherever. And the there's World some series. little snide <laughs> confrontation with him. We, we had, yeah, uh, I mean, it was just yeah. awkward. You didn't say a damn thing. Like it was just awkward. You know how I, you, I, next time you see him, if, if you guys are together, just ask for a picture with him. He'll be really receptive to it. And then, uh, like, get be like, all right, I'll take a picture of you guys. He's the bigger fan, or she's the bigger fan. That's how that was my interaction. It was at a Chicago <laughs> Bulls game, like maybe 2015 or so, 2014, 2015. My buddy's like, yo, that's Billy Corgan right there. And wow. so we asked for a picture, and I, I don't care about pictures of celebrities. It just doesn't interest me really. And so my I go to him, and I had been drinking. I was like, ah, my my buddy's the biggest. Uh, uh smash pumpkin fans on the planet um like i'll take a picture of you guys he's like what you're not a smashing pumpkins fan you're not a smashing pumpkins fan i'm like yo <laughs> man i didn't mean it like as an offensive sorry about it like i wanted actually i want to be like you know what no i'm not I'm a not a fan, at fan. All. like yeah, maybe 30 fucking fan. years ago i was but, <laughs> but yeah we but had back to we had and everybody's got week. just a little story like that with them. We had the black keys on and they had a Billy Corgan story. And then the next week we had the used on and Jeff from the used had a great Billy Corgan story that ended with his singer getting kicked Shine in the Shine down. <laughs> Shine down. Everybody's Shine down. got a Billy Eat. Corgan story. Yeah. Kenny does. Kenny's got one. Um, but no, uh, going through this new record, I don't know how I could backtrack from the Billy Corgan story, but going back through the new record, there's not really one thing I could put my like, I don't know, my thumb on is saying is like, that's the influence. Like, what were you guys listening to while making the record that kind of influenced the sound as to what it turned out to be? Honestly, that's so, it, it's very hard to pinpoint it because it was, the, all the songs were written in a two-year span. Mm. Um, so it wasn't more so what we were listening to, but honestly, like what we were feeling and where we were mentally in the state that we were in, if that makes sense. So like, he was in Philly. I was in Charlotte. You did you go to New York at all? Uh, to visit your but family? I mean, only for a couple months. You know, we were back in yeah, Nashville yeah. But like, it, it was more so like we were listening to some some late nineties. You know, it's it's always kind of like Nirvana or um, you got the late seventies of Blondie that mm. I'm really really into. But it's more so just the fact of like we were just all kind of feeling this weird darkness that everybody else in the world was feeling um and i think that transcribes in our music i do think that before um before this album and maybe before we started really working like intimately together as a band like there was it was only 80s when it mm -hmm. came to foxy's music you know like i can't remember if it was someone tonight or if it was you guys but people talk about blondie or certainly people talk about Billy Idol as being big mm -hmm. influences of our band, bands like The Cure and Joy Division and stuff. I think that will always be there. I know that when I started working on this music, it was like we we were vibing on so much grunge and like post-grunge stuff when we were writing that in addition to that dancey kind of pop rock stuff from the 80s, it was like cake and yeah. like Back. My you know, no doubt. And, and so it, I felt like we were kind of marrying those mm. worlds. And then like it's 2022. So we listened to a lot of hip hop when we were making this record. But I think it was like the grunge and the 90s sort of like the of it I, all kind of came through. I think we just really, though, wanted that nostalgic feeling that we get when we listen to, um, like you said, K 
cake yeah, or Beck that, that or like how I feel when I listen to Third Eye Blind. Like mm -hmm. we wanted to emulate that in mm -hmm. our music because that's when you know something is timeless. And that's what we wanted to achieve with our first album. Yeah, I was I was in a bar on Saturday and it was a bar mainly of like 21 and 22 year olds. Oh. And the DJ played nothing but Third Eye Blind and then Four Non Blondes came on. Yeah. Well, so here's my thought, though, is like, why is that even the youngest generation that's out right now is gravitating towards stuff that came out in the late 90s and like the mid 90s as opposed to stuff today? Do you think it's just because? I don't know. That's the last time people undeniable. really paid attention. It, it, like, what were you saying, Kenny? It's undeniable. It's undeniable. It's undeniable. Yeah, no, I think, I, and I can't speak for you guys, but I think it's that. I think it's that good music is undeniable. I don't think that, I think it's, we're going to keep seeing that. It's the same reason well, why we love the 80s. I yeah. was at a bar over the summer in Boston, and I took, I think it was actually this girl took me to this bar that she really liked, and there was a cool cover band there. And we're whatever. I think she, well, we're, I'm almost 30. She's she's a 30 or something. And I thought that we were kind of vibing with the crowd. The band was pretty young. And this band got up and said, hey, we're going to play a song that I bet a bunch of your parents play. And they played fucking like Mr. Brightside. And we oh, were like, I killed myself. <laughs> and by the way, like the song united everybody because it's the great. It's undeniable and yeah. it's awesome. But we were like, whoa, like, this is a generational gap. It's a, right it's a generation. It's huge. But look, in pop music today, most of it comes and goes. You know, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's certain songs that stick forever. And, you know, that's right. really the goal. Honestly. Is there going to be any songs from like the last, I don't know, called since like 20, called since the pandemic that is going to, are going to stick for the next that's decade way too early to tell. I, I mean, I, I don't know about since the pandemic, but yes, I think in 15 to 25 years, yeah. people are going, people are going to play Bad Guy by Billy Eilish. That was the one I was going to say. And someone's going to be like, I remember when this came out. And kids are going to yeah. be like, this is my mom's music. People like, are going to play Sale. It, it, no, it, they will never sale. play Sale by A1. That's Kenny's song. That Kenny wrote sale. that song. <laughs> that, I mean, song I, I, sucks. that song sucks. That's a stupid little song. song I feel sucks. like that. that's just kind of the way it goes. But even if you look at, like, even the style that these kids are wearing clothes-wise, yeah. like, is what I wore when I was a kid. Yeah. So, it's like, bouncing the fact back, that they're yeah. digging into Third Eye Blind, it reminds me when I started, you know, started dressing like I jumped off of, you know, uh, an Iron Maiden concert. And then I started listening to Iron Maiden. But I didn't grow up in that era, you know? Uh, so, like, yeah. you kind of, you get older and you start digging into older music, you know? Everything's a cycle. So. I do, I do think that, like, music is considered old faster now. I don't know how to put this, but, like, I, I brought this up yeah. to Dante recently to where Social it's, like, media. on Twitter, you see people being, like, dude, I fucking missed 2017 music. It's, like, that was five fucking years ago. Like, that's exactly. not yeah. old. Exactly. Like, and it's because shit moves so quickly now. Like, that well, makes yeah. sale by AWOL Nation archaic at this point. Like, that's well, something yeah. our great parents totally. used to do. Totally. Well, yeah. Like if, if yeah, if, if there was a record out, you know, we don't have to, we could go all day on this one. But yeah, if there was a record out, you would only hear that record if you bought it or if you saw the mm. band live and then bought it. Yeah. And it's you can you can listen to the whole album. Everything's thirty seconds accessible. after it comes out. Yeah. And then just that bleeds into everything else. Well, your CD booklet that you had in your car was your identity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I mean, like a statement. Yeah. Legitimately, oh, yeah. I had one of those center consoles that you would take out and it you fit 30 discs in it and i didn't even like the ones where you have to be like okay what was disc four 
Oh shit, yellow card again. Let's go. Yeah. And I mean, oh. I, I mean but our parents couldn't even listen. At least my parents couldn't even listen to their own records in the car. Like yeah. they listen to they listen to the radio. They still yeah. think they still think it's the biggest deal ever if the Foxies have a song on the radio. Right, right. On Sunday morning at 11 p.m. They're like, holy shit. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> that is still an unmatched, that's an unmatched feeling though, of like getting in the car Correct. and, and Correct. knowing that your shit's about to come on the radio and waiting for it. That's a product of us being like a little bit older. Like the kids nowadays are probably like, what the fuck is the radio? Imagine, <laughs> imagine if we could be on somebody's MySpace top eight. Oh, no Yo. way. That no. would be sick. Yeah, Dude, MySpace was fucking sick. Like looking back at it, MySpace was sick. Do you remember like, all right. Do you remember your first MySpace song? No. Yeah. Uh, probably mine was ACDC. The Taste of Ink <clears throat> by The Used. Fuck yeah. Mine was Bulls on Parade. Yeah. Fucking! Ooh, a lot nice. of my old bands, like from when I was 13 years old, still has music on MySpace. And every once in a while, you're like, "Let me go take a listen to this garbage." Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dave, Dave, what was your MySpace song? Do you remember any of them? Uh, I remember my MySpace away messages. Probably oh. a lot of like Third Eye Blind and shit like that. Yes. Oh Bro, yeah. My, my first, my first MySpace song was "Grills" by Nelly. Oh Do you remember yeah, that fucking song. Man. Oh yeah. I remember I also remember like my background was the Playboy bunny for some reason. I have no yeah. idea why. Yeah. I, I dude, it was fucking so gnarly. Sick. Well, we had we we were like coders back in the day. Like we would oh, yeah. code and make our own backgrounds and like do like the font and like the font would be like a color that we would code in. Oh yeah. And now it's rainbow like font. You're really yes. well. We can be we can be honest with that. Uh, we were copy pasters. Yeah, yeah. We copied the code, and but and, yeah. and I have a lot of friends yeah. who do code, and they say that that's really what their profession is anyway, because they have that shit saved somewhere and they copy and paste it in. We're really yeah. good at copying pasting. There yeah. really was no quicker way to end a friendship though than not having somebody who thinks they're supposed to be in your top eight not be in your top eight though. Do you, I remember having those arguments, being like, "Yo, why am I not in your top eight anymore?" You, you know you could hide. Same. You know you could hide your top eight, and I did that very strategically. How did you do oh. that? The code. I, I didn't know you could do that either. No, yeah, shady. With, with, with coding, yeah, you just code it. Oh yeah, that's shady. beyond my brain power. Yeah, me too, dude. I'm too. Dumb I can hardly shit. spell my own name. Because <laughs> I had friends. I had a very like knit friend group, and it was over eight people. And it was so t tough because I'd have to like swap people, and I was like, "Yo, this," and I'm not doing it. So I looked it up and I figured out how to just like put the image over where it was and they never so showed smart. up. So smart. So shady, but so smart, dude. That's so so smart. shady. Hey, you ain't, you ain't hustling. You ain't cheating if you ain't, you ain't yeah, trying you to ain't be cheating. If you, ain't, you ain't trying to, or you ain't cheating we can't, if you ain't trying. <laughs> or you ain't trying right, if you ain't cheating. Whatever All right, it is. Well, you guys are in Europe. We're going to let you go in a minute here, but can just talk about where can we find the album? Where are you guys at on tour next? What's coming up for the Foxes in the future? You can find the album Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, literally any streaming service. And it's only three days old, I believe. It came uh, out Friday, right? It's it's only a few. No, it's like a week or so. It, was it came 20... out on the twenty third. Well, you guys are you guys are in the future though. You're in the future. Oh, yeah, that is true. So we can say yeah. it's three days old. <laughs> it's let's redo that. Yeah, exactly. Three days old. Um, but, so you're in Europe with Billy Idol. So how much yeah. longer are you in Europe for? Oh man, what's today? Days, yeah, 10 more days. Eleven days. Yeah. What what uh country you hitting? Oh, so we've done Germany, we did Hungary, we did Austria. Um, 
we kind of did a little loop-de-loop. We started in Germany, we did Budapest, then uh, Vienna, and then we're back in Germany, and then we end on October 11th in Dusseldorf. Okay, this is the spot of the interview where we put you on the spot. What country completely sucks ass that you've been to? Oh, we've never. This is our first. This is our first European tour, and truly, they've all. They've really all. Everything they listed off is incredible places, though. Yeah, right. Austria is amazing. You got it. Like I'll be can't. Like you guys are musicians. You got to understand. We're 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 touring with Billy Idol, like on a bus. Like it's fantastic. It's pretty bougie, yeah. And he got some nice ass stories. It's gonna. It's great. Yes. Um, it's just a nice. It's it's nice. We have our own sleeping quarters, and it's fun. <laughs> I, I will say though, I have a you know a really soft place in my heart for Budapest. So do I. Yeah. And, and not even the city, more along the lines of how fucking cheap. I, sorry for that, but how? <laughs> no, cheap we say fuck all the time, dude. Go ahead. Okay. Fuck! So how cheap fuck. it was? Like you fuck. literally go and I bought a I bought a cortado and a and a pastry. And it was like, like yeah, it was less than two dollars. It was like a dollar ninety, mm. and I was just like, I, 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 uh, I yeah. would. Are you guys you sure? Decker bus. Yeah, I was like what double decker. Yeah. Yep. Double that's a weird. That's a trip. The double decker bus. It is. That's Wait, it. It's like it. Sleeping in that one bunk at the front of the bus that's sideways. That's me. That's a weird oh. bunk, dude. I could never do she that. Made, I literally was like, I I'm not sure why she's making this decision because no. you're going to feel every stop. The, the problem start, was stop, start, you stop. and Charles picked the two sides that were available. And then the last one that was available was at the very front Yeah. Uh, where the, the stairs were. So I was like. How, that's a power move, boys. Good move. David, in Europe, they do double decker buses and all the bunks are on the side, except for one bunk that's sideways going towards the, the road. It's fucked up. That is me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fucked. And I, I looked at him. I was like, OK, well, you know what? If we wreck, I die first. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys won't have a singer anymore. So that's all right. Yeah, you'll be more yeah. famous, I guess. See that. that yeah, oh, yeah that's say, true. That is nice, though, that, like, put mortality on the line in that perspective. It's like, yeah, you guys can enjoy your fucking bunks, but if I die, it's on you. Her like bunk that. is much bigger, though, I'll say that. There's is nothing it? worse than hearing the rumble strips at night. Or <laughs> when it accidentally hits a tree, you hit a tree branch, you're like, damn, what the Has hell? Has the bunk broke down yet? And they actually have um, rumble strips here in the EU on each line. So if they change lanes, you hear it. Oh man, that's yeah. fucked up. That it. sucks. I feel um, it all over. Yeah, I mean, it's meant to just keep people awake if they're crossing light, you know, lanes. But honestly, you don't feel it in the bus. Like I've never felt the lines. I but feel it. I also sleep with. The <laughs> oh, I felt all of them. Every single one of them. I'm grabbing the walls. Like I've seen the Metallica documentary. I'm not doing this. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, yeah, not, for sure. For sure. At least you're not touring in like a helicopter. That seems to be the real kiss of death when it comes to musicians. Dude. You're so right. Stay um, away from helicopters. Yeah. Big time facts, dude. You know, Eric Clapton was supposed to be in that helicopter with Steve Ray Vaughan at Alpine Valley. Big yeah, He's like, right. you know what? I'll catch the next one. Didn't get in it. Yeah, Ooh. and there was whoever uh, there was another one that missed that first one, the Big Bopper and the and the Buddy Holly. The, yeah, right, right. David right. Music died. I forget who it was that missed it, but some lucky was, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it was> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So uh, when you guys get back to America, are you going back out on tour? Or are you taking a break for a minute? Uh, we have a big hometown show in Nashville. Uh, for kind of like our CD release since we were overseas for it yeah but we're trying to be on tour we're waiting for something um yeah. where are you guys at where are you guys at nashville 
So he's in East. You're, what do you call it? It's South Nashville. South Nashville. Yeah. I mean, it oh, sounds South like you've been asked that question a bunch yeah, of times yeah, yeah. and you're just annoyed by it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where are you guys playing in Nashville for your hometown show? Exit In's a great fucking venue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. I uh, I stay off uh, Gallatin and Sunny Mead when I'm down there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right into the barista parlor. So, yes. Oh, my that's God. My, that's my neighborhood. There you go. You ever go to Dino's? Spend any time at Dino's? Yes. I go to Dino's a lot. Dino. <laughs> we don't have to fight anymore. I feel like we've bonded at this point. I was excited for the fight, dude. I thought that would have been fun, but either way. Fight. Colin, where oh, did you Colin go? Colin did have a great question. Um, so you guys are born bred Nashville. Uh, well, are you guys actually born bred Nashville or is that just okay? Um, how how do you guys as a band come out of Nashville with this sound you do? Because that's atypical for that region, you know. Uh. Well, I, I think it used to be. Um, it, it did used to be, actually. Nashville's, a little bit. Yeah, Nashville's pretty, I mean, it's pretty versatile now. Mm -hmm. I think the big thing was is that everybody was just moving there. And, and I think that was a great, uh, you know, a good part of our success is the fact that we were, you know, one of the first pop artists, mm -hmm. pop rock, you know, that yes. now now grunge, you know. We're the first of our kind, so we kind of led some sort of way. Um, and before I was in the band, I remember just seeing the band uh, perform and I was like, wow, um, this is amazing. And I mean, we literally saturated when we first started playing. I, we were playing oh, like yeah. every week. Oh, were you so guys doing like eight on eight at uh, Mercury yes, and shit like that? Yeah. And yeah. pop off and all of it. That, I mean, that was the time, though, you know, yeah. like I, I brought the band of Nashville in 2016 and I was it was a solo act at, the, at, at that time and then I mm. found these guys and it became what it was supposed to be um but it was really in that moment where Adolf Faith pop off the BMI showcases everything was really 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 open and um open to receiving this this pop wave this pop punk this 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 rock wave and now I mean the only thing that's country about Nashville is of right. course Broadway yeah. and that's you know, barely that, even country anymore, yeah. dude. Nothing's country exactly. anymore. Is exactly. that is that country, dude? The, you go on Broadway, it's literally all like '90s yeah. and anything that was popular in the last thirty years. That's all they're playing on Broadway. Yeah, we were four bars. We were down uh, when we interviewed the Black Keys. Me and Dave and Dante went to a bar. Dave, do you remember the name of that bar? The Butt Rock Bar? <laughs> no, I wish I did though. It was we went as a metal. It was a metal bar yeah. like near Broadway. Um, and we actually moshed. It was to, yeah, it was off Broadway. It was like, but it was still downtown. And uh we moshed to a metal cover band called Guillotine playing what, what the fuck were they playing? Dave? I forget they were what Slipknot. they were playing. They were they playing Slipknot. No, they wouldn't play Slipknot. I asked oh, them Dave to tried to give them fifty dollars. I'm here for this. I'm here for this. But yo, um, they told I have me a, to fuck myself basically. I have a good buddy of mine who does the pop shit in Nashville. Uh, Jake Germany. He's in a band called Fangs. Oh yes, yeah, we love Jake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and me and Jake have known each other. I started coming to Nashville at the same time as you guys did. I write and I record out of a spot in Franca called the Sound Shelter. But Jake was in a band called Cardboard Kids. It was signed to the same label yep. as us. And then Jake's gone on to do amazing things and like our Lamar and shit like that. Like yes. it is growing, but it is fun to see you guys come out of that scene and maintain who you are and then take it to where it's going now. So we appreciate that. That that means a lot. Cool. I mean, you know, it's 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 hard because like 
you you do the music and and you constantly work and it's like okay what's the next step where are we going to go from here but in reality one day it just kind of happens you get a call and then you're like hey do you want to go to germany we're like Sure. I guess so. Bye, Nashville. Yeah, I guess I'll go hang out with Billy Idol in Germany. Yeah, Yeah. eat some schnitzel. Well, do us a favor. Fucking stay safe. Go hang out with Billy Idol. Don't get on any helicopters and uh, keep putting out good music. Guys, thank you so much. You all are great. You guys. Thank you very much, guys. Let us know when you're in Nashville. We'll all hang out. Perfect. Let me know. And let us know when you're in Philly, LA, and Chicago. Yes. (laughs) Are you coming back to Philly anytime soon? Yeah, I'll be there this fall. All right, good. Well, you said that up. so deep. Totally like, oh, shit, I got it. Yeah, that was the saddest <laughs> way anybody's ever said, yeah, <laughs> I'm coming back to uh-huh. Philly. Are you are you from Philly? Like, are you born there? Yeah, dude. I, I, where'd you go to high school? I went to Lower Marion. I went to Archbishop Ryan. Yeah, fuck yeah. I, we, we probably knew some of the same. I had some Archbishop or friends, yeah. You guys are about the same age, so. Yeah, I was just going to say, dude. All right, yeah, we definitely know some of the same people at some point. Yeah. It's Kenny, gonna be very awkward when I Kenny beat in LA. What's up? So I'm guessing Kenny's the one that lives in LA. Yeah, the oh, rich yeah. one who lives in LA with the platinum plaque behind, or the, I'm sorry, diamond plaque behind his head. Get it right. Um, I feel like I've seen you before. Do you live anywhere in Silver Lake or in that area? We know no, where you I've live. Been in the Kenny. West Side most of my time here, but I've been out here like 15 years. But I mean, I've done a billion sessions and shows on the East Side. You know. Yeah, I just feel like I've seen you in passing at some point. You just look so damn familiar. Well, here's the weird thing. So do you, to me. So I'm sure no. at some point we've Where did you grow that. up? I grew up in Florida, but I've been out in L.A. for like 15 years now. And, you know. Yeah, maybe we just have like an uh, like a friend and we met each other in passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like looking at you and I'm like leaning in like every 10 minutes going like, what? Yeah. Do, you ever spend any, do you ever spend any time in the heavily homeless areas of LA, like under a bridge? Because that's generally where you can find Kenny hanging out. <laughs> well, I was just wondering because there's like Sally, one of my favorite coffee shops. I, I was like, yo, maybe I found him in a coffee shop and I like... I. I was going to say, I'm always at this place in Silver Lake. So I was like, maybe I'm music being made and weed being smoked. I'm probably there. Do you surf? Do you surf? Uh, I used to when I would. Yeah, but. Well, you, that might be where you see Kenny. Or do you do Taekwondo? Because apparently we recently <laughs> learned that that's Kenny's like main hobby. Nice, Kenny. No, you probably just like, know someone. You probably know like mutual friends. I'm yeah. sure we know mutual friends for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, this has been fucking outstanding. Everyone go stream the new album. Who are you now? Who were you then by the Foxies? Catch them on tour in Europe if you happen to be one of our German listeners. Uh, guys, anything else for me? We love you guys. This has been awesome. This is so we nice. We love you too. This is nice. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. So that was our friends, the Foxies. If you're in Germany, if you're in Europe, go check them on tour with Billy Idol. Great new record that just came out. Go listen to it. Really fun conversation. Uh, I do have to fight them when they're in Philadelphia. I think we established that, but that's part of the conversation we had. Uh, all right, let's go in on list, off list. Uh, I will allow Dante to start, then Kenny, then Dave, then me. All right, off the list. I really hate to do this, uh, but Giselle bunched in again. <laughs> second week in a row. Uh, <laughs> hit, hit the bricks, babe. Uh, I think she is hitting the bricks. I think what are the... I think think she's playing chicken with a fucking freight train here. She thinks this is 1995 and, you know, she's still 21 walking the Victoria's Secret runway. 
Uh, I hate to break it to you, but the, the graph, if we were to graph the hotness and the uh, appeal of you both, you're going this way. And actually, you're going this way. And TV 12 is <laughs> going this way. Bro, you just love Tom Brady. That's all it is. Looked, it's, it's insane, looked, man. You he looks such bad. a beta. He looks, yes, he looks, he's going to be Owen Himchild. He looks bad. She's worth more than him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Why, well, why is that a bad thing? He looks better than he's ever looked. No, she's, wrong. She's, she's washed up. <laughs> he, he's gonna play. He's gonna play for another five years now and get run over by the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Probably, what are you talking about? Probably conservatively two more rings, maybe three. Oh, you're such a in those five crazy, years. Dude. He Stop might the fellatio. Seriously, he might get. How can you even 10. get this sentence out without his dick in your mouth? And I mean, he's gonna be. I mean, can you imagine a single? Shut punch? up. Can you imagine a single yes. Tom Brady? Shut up. A single Tom Kenny, Brady. Go. We have a, go. We, have a go. we have a single Brad Pitt and a single Tom Brady on the prowl. Can you? I can't even. Hopefully, they wind up with each other. <laughs> Jesus. Brad Pitt's not, a, Brad Pitt's not plot twist. Man. I mean, I, I slob the Philadelphia athletes, but this is a different level. If Then again, if Jalen Hurts gave me fucking six Super Bowls, I would probably be doing the same shit. Jalen Hurts isn't that good looking. That's wrong. Jalen Hurts is hot as shit. Nah. <sighs> dude, talk to me in five years and we got five Super Bowls, dude. Knock on wood. All right. All right. Uh, Kenny, do you have anybody <laughs> who you'd like to slob? <laughs> Wait, are we slobbing or are we nobbing? Because I thought this was off the list. All right, we'll go off the list first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my, we already said mine. Age against the machine, man. Like, let's fucking go. Get your shit together. For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, get your Achilles no, tendon back like intact. $500 for two tickets, like general admin to see Rage. And I bought them in 2019. That's crazy. Let's fucking go. Jesus and the, oh, and the show wasn't even until next fucking summer. Yeah, that's wild to me that they let's postponed 2023 go. shows. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like July 2023 or something like that. So stupid. Good lord, Dave. Off the list for you. Uh, off the list for me. It was gonna be. What was it gonna be? I'm moving it to Dante though, because that he makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> uh, on the list? No, he's saying that you're off his list. <laughs> okay. Like I, I, I'm legitimately disgusted with the fellatio he just gave. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a fucking, he's a beta. Tom Brady is an angel. <laughs> Damn, dude. Holy shit. He's like, he's like Khloe Kardashian, just pumped full of plastic surgery. <laughs> you gotta admit he looks crazy, Dante. He looks crazy. He looks he looks great for his age. You kidding me? He looks yeah, older because he fucking pays for it. Yeah, he looks and, younger than when he came into the league, which is just nuts to me. Oh, dude, uh, here's my actual off the list. Uh, before I got food on the way, so I got to bounce in a second. But <laughs> uh, that Paramore song fucking sucked ball. Sucked. Oh, so sucked. wrong! I sucked. loved it. Sucked. Fucking sucks. It sucks. Who produced Yo, the first it? 30 Who produced it? The first thirty seconds, I'm like. Is Spotify broken? This isn't Paramore. Dude, that's a ah. great fucking hook. Who, I love who the produced, hook. Who produced it? I don't know. Do you know who produced it? I'll find out in two fucking point two seconds. It's not Jack Antonoff, is it? Produce it. Look it up. 
Here we go. It is made by Kenny Carkey. Wow. Shit. All credits. I can't find it. I got it. Is it? No, no, no. That's not it either. Produced by Carlos De La Garza. Never heard of him. Don't know who that is. I like the song. I thought the hook was great. It fucking would. stunk. I do. I like it. You it would. feels like it's talking headsish to me. That's the way I felt about it. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's been how many years since a Paramore record? Give the people what they want. <laughs> want just straight emo shit? That's why I like it. It wasn't what people thought it was going to be. I like that. Dave, I do respect the fact you had the balls to say that. I was going to wait to make sure from you guys uh, to see if we were going to talk about it. And I wanted to hear what you guys said first in case I was about to say something dumb. It but does make I, sense that I liked it and you guys hated it. I fucking thought it stunk. I enjoyed it. The Foxies swim laps around them. Snooze fest. Fair enough. I, I Look, we're hating today. That's what we do. Uh, my off the list, which, by the way, Dave, I... I'm not even mad about that. I like your opinion. Um, I disagree, stuck. but I like it. Um, my off the list is Ben Simmons. You chump piece of shit. Came back. <laughs> bricking, doing the same shit as before he left. Just bricking jumpers. Getting booed at the foul line by his own home fans. Just missing two free throws. He's exactly the same dude as he was before. He's a mental beta, and I love it. I fucking love it. I hate that guy. And I enjoyed whooping the shit out of him without Harden or Embiid. Tyrese Maxey, absolute stud. By the way, you want to know how warped my family is? My mom just got a new dog. His name is Maxey. That's how warped my family is. It's all about it at all times. Dante, you're on the list. <laughs> uh, I have a tie, actually. Ooh. Tom Brady and Ben Brady. <laughs> no. Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, you loser. And Bob uh, Trady. NBA Youngboy and Nick Cannon, who both welcomed uh child number 10 into the world last week. Wait, and didn't one... Nick Cannon just have one two weeks ago, also? Yeah, Dude. Nick Cannon had number nine and number 10 uh within I think 10 days of each other. And I this was I knew he was getting up there. But I didn't know NBA Youngboy um, also has 10, and he's only like 24, I think. Which he's is... 21 years old and has 10 kids. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, pretty... One sixteenth of the world's population is now either NBA Youngboy's kid or it's, Nick Cannon's kid. It's uh, what's his name? Genghis Khan and NBA Youngboy. Kenny's a direct descendant of Genghis Khan. Yeah, true. True story. We are probably two. Yeah, yeah, true story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mathematically. Guy had like 90 fucking kids 900 years ago. Look at, imagine what that fucking tree looks like. Oh, yeah, it's got to be fucking legit millions. Millions and millions and millions, right? Guy was fucking, dude. It would be, hold on, try to do the math. Kenny, you're Asian, you can do math. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I think it was legit 900 kids, something like that they said. Nine nine hundred factorial. Where's the math in that? I don't know. I think that sounded smart. So I know I'm power. on the right track, though. It's nine hundred. Say each one of them had three kids. Through. Make a number up. I don't know. I'm trying to. Do- Did you guys ever it, see it, the, it, the documentary uh, "Sins of Our Father"? No. 
I don't think oh, so. I started. I, a, I, a doctor who does IVF treatment instead of using the sperm he was supposed to would just go and beat it in the back and use his own sperm. Ended up having like over a hundred kids who all live in a small town. I remember this. Yes, with each other and shit. It's fucked. Wait, so he beat his meat and used his? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, no. for, thanks for ruining it for me, Kenny. This was <laughs> the synopsis. You fuck, <laughs> dude. What thanks a move. God, what a move. Why would he want to do that? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm not a psychopath. You watched the documentary. They didn't ask. I don't, he's like, I just wanted to guarantee because it was working and blah, blah, blah. And this, and I was trying to make women happy by having, yeah, you're like, okay, sure thing, pal. I hope I'm it wasn't like that. that I'm spoiling it though. So I can't talk. That about. doesn't count as a body. That doesn't, that's not a kill count. Nope. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely I'm not counting not. it. That's not a fucking body count, son. Nope. Uh, Kenny, who's on your list? uh that dude basic, but i had some good mexican food last night fucking mexican food i was trying to decide what i wanted last night yep. and it hit me that it's all the same slop yep just in different serving vessels how why is the best today that's the best way to describe it is is straight slop yo i did the best slop. crispy carnitas oh fuck i think you guys are being very disrespectful i i love mexican food it's the best no, food on dude, earth it's the best i eat mexican food Easily, 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 three times a week. Until you come to LA, you don't talk about Mexican food. Oh, I got, some, oh, I got, got, I got some great Mexican food in LA. It was from like a little shop too. It was funny I when people sit- are like in New Mexico, Arizona. They're like, our Mexican food is to be like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I'd say Chicago. I think Chicago barbecue is very, 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 very substandard. So it's not like I'll say, oh, Chicago's got the best food. Chicago does got great Mexican food. Yeah, I think oh, New I mean, York has shitty phenomenal Mexican food, Mexican food in Chicago. Yeah. Dante, it's I, brought, awesome. I brought this up on the podcast before. This is my argument. Mexican food is the best food on earth. Yep. And it's it trumps Italian for one reason. Good Italian food, unbeatable. Bad Italian food, unforgivable. Good Mexican food, great. Very Bad Mexican food, also great. great. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, situationally. Honestly, I've never heard you make that argument, and I wanted to blow it out of the sky, but you're right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can get Chef Boyardee level Mexican food and still love it. You can't yeah. get Chef Boyardee. Although I will say I fucked a six up my dollar shares. burrito is a fucking awesome meal. Dude, yeah. I smashed I smash Taco Bell. It's actually two meals, really, too. Right. What? You're it's- right. What? Now that you say that, why is that? Why can shitty Mexican food be? Why can Taco Bell be really fucking good? And fucking it's Mexican, basically man. dog food. Yeah, it's Mexican. basically horse meat. It's level it's dog, F no, it's horse dog, meat. It's, it's like shit you'd, you'd feed to your dog if you hated it. It's because Taco Bell was there for us when we were broke. Taco Bell was there for you at your lowest points. But, back it's, in the not, but it's not terrible. I would... It's great. I mean, like, I see these fucking Papa John's commercials with these Papa Bowls and shit, and I want to, oh. like, run to the bathroom. Yep. That's not that's not fucking those that's bowls, never gonna, dude, they look so gnarly. That's yeah. never gonna They're be like, good. yo, here's a plastic bowl full of the ingredients of pizza. You know, yeah, it's like, do you like pizza but don't want the fun part? Here's a bowl of melted plastic. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it, asshole. Papa John's better better ingredients. Oh, he's better back pizza. in the news, actually. That I that's another blog that I got not. Oh, yeah, they published. hate yo, they hate him. I, I got in I got in big trouble last year for uh for blogging something about him and i got reprimanded what what did he do this why is he in the news oh he had a six million dollar home that got flooded in naples or some shit 
and uh, he called into, I believe it was Fox News, and was talking about the devastation his home saw hit, like got or whatever. And obviously he, like the clip went out there and people, that's all public record. Like you can look up addresses of anybody if you really dig. Million dollar house here, $10 million house there. Like he's doing just fine. And he was like crying, you know, about losing his one house in Florida. Kinda. He like got the carpet fucked up. It was just damaged. <laughs> and like the basement flooded or something. So it was like fine. But like all these people lost a lot and like their whole house and everything. So he's getting recanceled. <laughs> Papa John, due to his own idiocy, lost everything. Con- he lost his own brand because he just could not stay- stop saying racial slurs. He, he just can't it. stop being the biggest jackass on the planet. How is someone Italian, such an man. idiot? Italians. What? Italians, you're right. It is Italians, dude. Oh, he's, he's southern white trash. Yeah, he is not Italian whatsoever. His last dude. name is Shatner. What do you Come mean? On. His first yeah. name is Papa. His last name is John. <laughs> He's German. He's German, bro. One look at Papa John, I knew it wasn't Italian. One look. One He's fucking look. German. Yo, by yeah, the like- way, my on the list is Greg Schiano. Oh. You know why? Why, Dante? Why is Greg Schiano on my list? <laughs> For throwing the Malocchio at. Uh, yeah, dude, hit him with the fucking day. curse. Yeah. That was, wait, wait, what are we talking another, about? He's another you don't know, clown. You don't know what this is? It's the Italian. It's the Polly Walnuts, the fucking Italian curse. I've never heard that, I don't think. Really? It's, it's tough, guys. I, obviously, I can see Polly Walnuts in my head doing that, like, constantly throughout the entire series, but yeah. I never knew. It's just some old school shit, and fucking Ohio. I, I do hate Ohio State. I'm a Michigan fan. They were up 49-10 on Rutgers. Ran a fake punt. The punter was five yards out of bounds, and some dude from Rutgers came in and launched at the fucking guy like a missile. Launched at the punter, and both sides started scrapping. And Greg Schiano ran across the field and hit fucking Ryan Day with when he's right in his face. And I loved it because I I hate Ohio State and I hate it's a trash organization. And I Shiano, Dante you Schiano's also trash though. Like, oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. What did why does Schiano get in trouble the first time? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he slept with his assistant's wife. Uh, are you sure you're talking about Shiano? Hit a quick Google. You're talking about the uh, Louisville coach. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, wasn't Bobby Petrino? Bobby Bobby Petrino. I was gonna say Rick Petino, who's the also the biggest scumbag. Louisville had like the two biggest scumbags on the planet. Damn, the they time. need a they need a thirty for thirty like they're gonna do with the uh, the Florida Gators. They need one for the coaches at Louisville. Dude, that, I, that, I I remember he ran out on Tampa Bay, like Atlanta, end of the season or something. No, Bobby Petrino ran out on Atlanta. Uh, I think Shiano was down in Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I forgot that after Rutgers, he was the head coach there. It turns out I don't think football coaches are all the greatest guys. Herb Myers had a finger in butts. <laughs> See, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Recruited murderers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, oh, they, how would Urban butts. Meyer know? He had Tim Tebow on the team. And it's like, Fingers now that now like, now that it's like 10 years removed, he's it's just he's the biggest scumbag on the planet. Bro, big time shout out for Greg for fucking Urban Meyer to go into his own restaurant near Ohio State with his wife and family. And was like, all right, honey, I'll see you in a little while. I'll go back to the hotel. I'll see you there. He stayed and started figuring some chick's butt at the bar. Don't make me that's like a, 
That's a baller move. Yeah, you already love him, dude. He brought you national championship. I do love, I do love Urban. Urban Myers dirtbag. <laughs> I know. My favorite. Such a scumbag. Oh, my God. Uh, this was a weird episode in a good way. This went off the fucking rails. Yeah, when Kenny's uh, it, here, when Kenny's here, these get interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that once in a while that Kenny graces us with his presence. Every once a quarter. <laughs> Shit, I've been locked Christ. in, baby. Yeah, Kenny's been back. He's been back. He's been back. Yeah. Uh all right, last things last. I just want to bring this up. Uh, what's your opinion on French food? You guys fuck with French food? It's the fucking best. Every time wifey and I go out for like a fancy dinner around anniversary time. There's a place called the Little Door in LA that's fucking incredible. Get like rabbit stew and shit. It's so good. I just fucked up uh, sardines on baguettes. Uh, fucked up escargot, French onion soup, multiple espresso martinis. I had a good meal. Ew. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was the stinkiest meal sardines of all time. Sardines and snails. Yeah, that, that's how fucked up that was. But it was that's some amazing. rich white people shit. Oh, 100%. I was in rich white people central, dude. It was yeah. Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. Park is the old waspiest restaurant in the city. It's outstanding. like the white person omakase. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, literally got, I got whiter. I mean, French food is really just food with a ton of butter and cream on it. I mean, it's, it's why it's great. It's fat. It's like fat people shit. And then you have to smoke a Because they have portion control. And then you have to smoke a pack of skinny cigarettes afterwards. And then you've really had a French meal. And I will the the best thing about French cuisine is they're fucking and I'm not talking like the shit you get in a grocery store in America. French bread is dude, French pastries. Yeah. Yeah. French bait the bait French bakers are upper echelon. Uh also I, I learned to love duck in france and duck is the most underrated meat on earth elk is the most underrated meat on earth i've never had elk oh, i've never had yeah. deer either oh elk, elk is the fucking best bread meat best dave would you agree that a deer you kill is the best tasting food on earth i mean no not the, i wouldn't say the best tasting food but most when gratifying. we cooked the back straps, we smoked them just a little garlic powder, paprika, just basic seasonings, and that was it. And we sliced them into little like like half dollar medallions. It would and you bite through it like butter and it tastes like filet mignon. And not I to mention the kidding. fact that you you ended its life. So like that yeah. is a special relationship you have with that animal. Yeah, I'm gonna do that again this weekend, maybe. Oh, are you going hunting again? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be going like every weekend this fall. Fuck I'm, yeah. Yeah, for content or not for content, I don't give a shit. What's your ultimate big game hunt? Like, what do you want to kill the most? So I was going to try to make finagle uh, an elk hunt in Utah this uh, spring, but it's like it, we got told no because it's like you need $7,000 permits per elk. Uh, it's super fucking expensive. Yeah, and they're like, no, we're not sending you to go out there for that. Would you hunt a human if it was allowed? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I was about <laughs> to say, I... uh. I saw it. Squid Game just popped up on Netflix. Yeah. Again. Was it always on Netflix or was that? It was always on Netflix and there's a new one coming out too. I know I know that, but it was like back in my top viewings or something last night when I was watching Netflix and I was like, I might start that again. It's a sign. I never watch it. Dude. It, got, it, got, it got spoiled for me. The whole thing got spoiled for me. Who cares, dude? Watch it. It's so good. I mean, it both- is wildly 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 entertaining i'm balls deep in jeffrey dahmer right now so that was i just finished that that was incredible i thought 
That guy's going to win a shit ton of awards. My wife just is FaceTiming me, and my babies are freaking, and she goes, yo, put this up to your microphone. Yo, off the list. Off the list. <laughs> Fucking <kid>. Yo. yo. <laughs> off the list, dude. Kenny's progeny. My fucking Ugh. worms, man. I got to go save them. All right. Voice crack. That means we're out. Uh, thank you to the Foxies. Uh, me and Dante will be in New York this weekend with John Summit. We'll have that out in the next week or two. Uh, Marty Schwartz on Thursday interview. Uh, he's going to be out here teaching Dave once again how to play the guitar. We're finally getting an expert's opinion on how to do this. Uh, and I, I should think- actually fucking probably practice up a little bit. There the you next go. Couple days. And then I think we've officially locked in in person our great white whale that hasn't happened yet, Nickelback. In yeah. person. Those photos are going to be spoiling so it. Ken, you better get your ass in New York for that. Yeah, 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 totally. Let me just leave my eight-week yes. fucking twin newborns to go to New York. For Chad Kroger? Dude, they'll understand. Yeah, dude, they're like, wait, Dad, you're going to I don't give Nickelback? a shit what they think. I'm married, and I got to live with my wife. I'm married, too. My wife is like, yo, Nickelback's yeah, yeah. fucking Have sick. Got to go do that, bro. And then bounce. And then you tell me how she feels about it. I'm abandoning my family the second I have kids, dude. We That's already talked about this. Philly. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. live down the street and act like they don't exist. That's Billy right there. <laughs> you bounce that back to him like you were waiting to. <laughs> All right. I got to go. I'll catch All you guys. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Fuck off.